G'day, it's Hayley Carr here, coming to you from my little riverside cottage in Australia. Welcome to the Super Freak Podcast. I run a boutique coaching agency from right here, my farmhouse, with clients all over the globe. And in this show, I'm welcoming you into my world, into my home, and sharing the powerful philosophies, mindsets, and insights that make super talented, super freaky people able to create crazy good results sustainably, on repeat, and almost effortlessly, so you can do it too. These riffs are inspired by conversations with the incredible people that I coach every single day, which I've been doing for over a decade, and from my own experience as a world champion martial artist. I love destroying big ideas until they're teeny tiny bits of genius that you can take with you, understand, remember, repeat, and use to create miraculous results with ease. You'll learn here about what I call yin-style leadership, keeping the spark and the polarity in your relationships, financial empowerment, slowing down to achieve more, and regenerative, sustainable success in any kind of high-pressure, high-achievement-focused circumstances. So hold on to your hats, folks, and listen out for your insight of the day. I'm going to show you how to become immune to fear, failure, and feeble thinking. And before you know it, you'll be chasing down with ease and enthusiasm what you may have thought was impossible just yesterday. Let's dive in to today's episode. G'day and welcome back to Super Freak Podcast. I'm so delighted to be back with you here today. And I want to talk with you about a conversation I have with pretty much, I think, almost everyone I've ever worked with as a coach. And that is what is really happening when your hard work is not paying off. So it can look like many different things. What's really happening when your hard work isn't paying off could look like well, I've put all the effort into creating the relationship that I want. I have done all the right actions. I've made space in my life. I've healed. I've done all the things. And where is my partner? You know, it's not paying off yet. It could be I am doing all this work inside of my business. I'm doing things to change things around. I'm, you know, I'm, 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 I've done everything right. I've ticked all the boxes. I've put everything out there and it's crickets. Like, why is it not paying off? Or it could be I'm putting all the effort and training into my sport, my athleticism, and I'm just not getting seen. I'm not getting the chance to be on the field. I'm just not, it's just not happening for me. So there are some fundamental things that are going on when our hard work is not paying off. And a huge part of the personal growth process, a huge part of the super freak process, a huge factor in actually achieving what it is that you desire, that you are going for, that you believe is magnificent, potentially impossible before is what do we do when it feels like it's not paying off? And things that can happen are, you know, you can start to question yourself. You can start to question if you're doing it right or if you're doing it wrong. You can start to question if there's something wrong with you. You can start to question if you're nuts for wanting this thing in the first place. You can start to think, oh, maybe I should just kind of pipe down and be grateful for what I have. All the self-talk can kind of come in at this point and it can really alter the direction of where you head based on whether you choose to buy into those thoughts and questions and fears and emotions or whether you choose to keep going. And I have to say, 
in the world of high performance, whether that is high performance in business, high performance in sport, high performance in any region, like any area, there is a point where the hard work is being put in and there's a tipping point. It hasn't quite paid off yet. And we start to question ourselves, is it worth it? Am I doing it right? Should I stop? Am I crazy? Right. And we have to be willing to go through that tipping point in order for it to start paying off. But this is where people often will stop because they're unwilling to be that uncomfortable. And I have another podcast coming out in the future, which is about the difference between first and second place and that self-preservation, not wanting to go too far, to look too silly or to really put ourselves out there and fail is a huge difference between first and second place thinking. I will go into that in another podcast, but that's the thing, right? So what is really happening when your hard work is not paying off and what to do? So there are seven things. And the first thing I want to say is often it's a time factor. What usually happens is we set a goal and we set a date for when we would like that goal to occur, no matter what it is. And then we forget that we made up that date. It's an arbitrary date. And then we create all this meaning around that date. Like, oh, if I don't have my business that I want to have create in six months, then I'm going to quit. Uh, Or if I haven't sorted out X by then, I'm going to leave my relationship. Or if I haven't created a huge wad of cash within my business within X amount of time with my very first product, then it's not worth it. And it means I'm terrible at this and I'm going to quit. I see it all the time. And especially in high performance, you would think that a lot of high performers have got super positive, motivating internal self-talk a lot of the time, but what's really happening a lot of the time is it's not super positive. Sometimes we can be super hard on ourselves when we have a lot of drive and a lot of dreams and that's okay. I mean, it's something that we want to curtail. However, it's not abnormal if that's you as well. We've just got to learn how to be with that and deal with that and shift that and change that. So the first Number one, it's about understanding that oftentimes we've made up the timeline within which this is going to happen and it falls before that tipping point. And because we've made it up, we think that it's real. Then we make up all this meaning about ourselves and the world and what's possible if we don't hit that timeline. And then we completely screw ourselves because the timeline comes and it was always going to work, but it's just not happening on our time. And then when it doesn't happen on our time, instead of digging in, going deeper, understanding that sometimes things take longer than we decide and just going for it, not making any meaning of it. We put all this emotional pressure and bandwidth on ourselves. We make up all this meaning about it. We put all of this extra emotion into it, often negative emotion. We associate it with negative emotion and it really gets in the way of us being able to stay. And then we stop and we miss that tipping point. So that's really what's happening. It's one of first thing when your hard work is not paying off is often you've just made up when it should happen by, and it was a silly made up date and you forgot that you made it up and you just need to let go of that timeline. Now, I don't have any problems with timelines. I think that setting goals with a timeline is really powerful because it helps us light up a bit of a fire in our bellies. And when you're working towards something and it has a timeline, it helps you be realistic and, well, I don't really love the word realistic, but it really does help us become realistic with our actions and, you know, mapping things backwards and putting it into an energetic timeline so you can know when it is that you need to really get going and start on things. But other than that, 
it's kind of unhelpful. If you're creating something magnificent that you've never done before, that you feel like is impossible, that you are not sure how it's going to go, then your timeline is quite arbitrary. It doesn't really mean much, does it? (laughs) You know, because you made it up. And the decision, I guess, at that point becomes, well, am I going to keep going whether it happens to happen on that date or not? I'd like it to happen on that date, but will I keep going if it doesn't? If you're not willing to keep going if it doesn't happen on that date, then we have another problem. And that is the second one, which is it may not actually be what you really want. If it's what you really want, you know that your hard work will pay off eventually. It's an exponential curve. Sometimes in the beginning, it looks like nothing is happening, but over time it builds and builds and builds and it snowballs and things end up happening. But if it's not really what you want, going for it is kind of boring. Going for it will feel like way more effort. Going for it will feel like the same amount of effort as going for the thing that you actually want, but you're not going to get what you really want. So it's going to be disappointing at the end of the day. So we sometimes try to protect ourselves from that feeling, which is another thing in why, you know, it's not paying off. (laughs) If it's not really what you want, then you're probably keeping yourself safe, right? So that's the second thing. The third thing is, and I guess this is a continuation of it's not really what we want. There's resistance to having it. So there's a potential negative consequence of achieving the goal. Now that might be if I achieve this goal, if I open my restaurant, then we make up all these kinds of weird stuff. Like then I'm going to have to pay for my whole family to eat there every night. I don't know. I'm making it up. We have really weird potential negative consequences and resistances to creating what I want. If I purchase this holiday house, then I might get used. Everybody might want to use it for free and I'm not ever going to get to use it myself. Or what if I get robbed? If I make more money, I'm going to have to pay more tax. If I go for this thing that I really want, I might burn out, right? So we might have this interesting idea about what it's going to take to create having it and It contains a negative consequence inside of it, like burning out or having to give up something that you love or sacrificing in your relationship or with your family or whatever it might be. And so we are really, really smart and we will work really hard. And the outside world can be like, wow, look at you going so hard, working really hard. Gosh, you should be somewhere else by now. Why is it not paying off? And it's because we're super smart and we are avoiding that potential negative consequence by spinning our wheels unconsciously. So be very aware and in fact, take some time to write it down. Is this really what I want? Have I made up some timeline it needs to happen by? And of course, I understand that sometimes things have a natural timeline, like there's a competition, right? But if you can also at the very same time, let go of the need to have the thing that you want, let go of your self-worth being attached to say that timeline of the competition and you getting what you want in that moment, you can free yourself up for the whole journey and the whole ride towards having it, which means you'll be much more playful, much more flexible, much more open to learning. You'll have a better memory. You'll be much more present in your education. You'll recover better. Like you'll just be more present along the journey, which of course makes you a far better insert whatever, athlete, performer, business owner, parent, lover, whatever. So check in. Is it what I really want? Check in. Have I made up a timeline about this? Is the timeline too much pressure? Check in. Is there a potential negative consequence of actually having it? I know for me, one of the negative consequences I had to get over in so many ways was visibility. 
if I achieve this, then people are going to hate me. If I achieve this, then I'm going to have to do it again. If I achieve this, then there'll be pressure for me to perform or speak or X, Y, Z. And I had to really, and I still move through that often, visibility thing, potential negative consequence. The next one is secondary gain. Now, this is something that we go really deep into in my neuro-linguistic programming training. It's called Be Your Own Coach. We're opening the doors up. Uh, when are we opening them? In November of 2022. We're going to start in January 2023. And secondary gain is when there is a benefit to staying where we are. It's kind of like the follow-on to having resistance to having it. So when your hard work is not paying off, this is a very sneaky subconscious thing that happens. Secondary gain is when there's that benefit to it not happening. So let's think about if there was a potential negative consequence of too much visibility, maybe I'll burn out, I might get robbed, whatever it might be. The benefit to staying where we are would be, well, I get to stay comfortable. I get to stay safe. Well, I don't want to become too famous, right? So I get to walk down the street. Nobody recognizes me, for example. By the way, you would not believe how many people I speak to who don't even do one thing in the direction of where they want to go because they're so afraid of the absolute extreme negative consequence of what could happen. Like, for example, what if I become so famous I can't walk down the street? And so they don't even put a post up on Facebook, you know what I mean? We're so afraid of the extremes and we forget to live in the in the moment, right? In the now, at the stage we are at. So be very, this is probably the main thing that's happening when our hard work is not paying off is secondary gain. Look for the benefit of staying where we are if there was a benefit. Now, logically, there's no benefit. Secondary gain requires second order thinking because first order thinking is like, there is no gain. There's no benefit to staying where I am. That's why I've got this goal. That's why I'm working so hard. But second order thinking is where we think about and then what, and then what, and then what, and then what, and then what. It requires us to think critically about the situation. So what could be if there were a benefit to staying where you are, to it not happening, what might it be? And you want to work on, this is what we do inside of the coaching sequence that I teach. You want to be able to help your clients or yourself get the benefit of the secondary gain without having to let go of the goal. So it's about having both, having the dream, having the goal, achieving the thing, and still being able to keep the benefit of staying where they are. Okay. So when I used to work with more directly with people who wanted to have breakthroughs on things like smoking, for example, the benefit to staying where they are, the benefit to continuing to smoke, for example, might be well, I get to have a break during the day or I get to have connection with my partner because my partner smokes as well. So we want to be able to help that person drop the cigarettes but keep the benefit of staying connected to their partner and being able to have breaks during the day. And often it's just that level of thinking around the gain from staying where we are that can remove any unconscious resistance to going all in on the thing. Because hard work is not always the thing that's required to make something pay off. But when we know that we're working hard and we're doing absolutely everything in our power, or we think so, and we keep spinning our wheels, there's often something unconscious going on. Okay, so another thing that can be happening is 
We tell ourselves it's not working while we are continuing. (laughs) So while we're taking action, while it's happening, while we're putting ourselves out there, while we're going for the job, we're working on the relationship, we're building our muscles, working on our health, growing a business, whatever it might be, we tell ourselves, oh, it's not working. Oh, this is terrible. I'm terrible. This sucks. I'm awful. It's not happening. Look at all the evidence I have that's not working. We start to unconsciously search for that evidence that it's not working and then we'll find it. So instead of thinking about all of the ways in which what you are doing is having an impact and slowly but surely every single day you're growing and gaining and looking back on how far you've come all the time, you start looking for all the ways it's not working. Look, no one responded to me. Look, it's been five minutes and I haven't had any sales. Look, no one's answered my email, whatever it might be, you know, we start searching for evidence of why it's not working. And so the antidote to that, of course, is to start looking for all of the ways in which it is working, even if it is teeny tiny and start with looking back and seeing how far you have come. And if you feel like in the short term, you've actually gone backwards, my recommendation is to go even further back. If it's five months, go five years. Look how much further you have come in the last five years and look at all of the ways in which you have grown, right? It's very important to stay on our own track. So telling yourself it's not working while you are doing it is pretty much going to get in the way of everything that you do actually working at all. The next one is we keep moving the goalposts. So we want to go for a goal. We're moving towards it. Let's say you have some kind of income or revenue goal in your business and you're getting towards it, it's happening, it's wonderful, it's exciting, and then you go, oh, you know what? I think I'm gonna smash this goal. I'm going to go for more. And then you forget that you were about to smash your goal and you forget to celebrate that you smashed your first goal. And then you move the goalpost, set it higher, come under it and feel, oh, I didn't quite get there. So instead of having all of those beautiful neurons firing that anchor in how great what you're doing is and how much it's working and how fabulous it is and celebrating yourself and allowing yourself to take a break and rest. You put yourself in a situation where you couldn't get what you want and you never got to experience having it. And that again, anchoring in of creating it. And it just feels like you're failing all the time. So stop moving the goalposts, make sure that you set smaller targets in between the big target, especially if what you're creating is something magnificent and impossible so that you can continue to feel that celebratory, it's working kind of a feeling. So those two are linked. Okay. Now there are two final pieces to this. The second last one is when we are avoiding the fundamentals. Okay. So what is happening when our hard work is not paying off? Oftentimes We are trying to create something without going up the first two rungs on the ladder, right? So here's what I mean. Sometimes it's a case of, and these two are kind of related, but sometimes it's a case of, let's say I want, I had a money goal and I wanted to create a certain amount of money and I'm really interested in energy and manifesting and understanding how to open myself up to different avenues and ways of experiencing such things as abundance And I forget to track my expenses, right? I forget to have a look at my cash flow. I forget to look at the fundamentals like, am I overspending? Am I 
you know, leaking money. There's a law of vacuum where the money will go where you say that it goes, no matter how much it is. Am I leaking money in places that is not useful? When we avoid doing the fundamentals, it's like the foundation of a building. If it's not strong, then creating something magnificent and that hard work won't pay off because you'll constantly be plugging holes in the fundamentals. So if you feel like this is you, come back to the fundamentals of the work, the business, the training, the whatever, and make sure that you are really, really covered there. And if you need to get some support from your coach or your mentor or someone who can oversee it and make sure that, you know, see it from another person's eyes. And the final one is too much immediate pressure. Too much immediate pressure means sometimes we set a goal that is so massive and so wonderful, and it kind of circles back to the very first problem when it comes to time. Too much immediate pressure means we've set this massive thing for ourselves and we haven't chunked it down to small enough bite-sized pieces that we become overwhelmed, we tell ourselves it's not working. You know, it's all the things that are going on. We end up having resistance to creating it with a secondary gain to the benefit to staying where we are because it feels too big to go for, you know, and then we end up stopping, of course. And stopping, I would say that would be a bonus one, you know, when our hard work isn't paying off is because we stop. But when there's too much immediate pressure, it's kind of like throwing yourself in the deep end of a pool when you can't swim, but also being way too far away from the sides and there's waves splashing in the pool as well. It's way too much for us. So a little bit of pressure is good. A little bit extra pressure can be really beneficial. A lot of extra pressure long-term is not a great idea. So too much immediate pressure, setting the bar way too high, way too soon, stifles creativity stifles your ability to think clearly and it prevents us from being able to act with passion. It prevents us from being able to act with conviction as well. Think about any and all huge feat that you feel like you might have achieved. If you were putting your pressure on yourself to have the completed product so early on, you really miss the joy of the process. You really miss the ability to work through it and to have it be sustainable as well. But also when there's too much immediate pressure, we're not critically thinking, right? So it doesn't mean don't have a bar set high. It really means that look at, have I put so much immediate pressure on myself that I'm actually spinning my wheels and my hard work's not paying off because I'm going for something that is way beyond my scope and my capacity right now. It doesn't mean it's not possible for me. It doesn't mean it's not possible at all. It just means that I might need to push that timeline out a little bit, set my sights on something smaller, know that I can achieve it. So let's say, for example, that you wanted to create a million dollars for yourself. Great. It starts a dollar at a time. Now, if you have never made a dollar for yourself, you've never, like, let's say you have a coaching practice, all right, because this is something that I know, and you wanted to create a million dollars in your coaching practice in revenue. Well, big goals are amazing and even bigger goals are even better. In fact, if it feels impossible to you, I can get fully behind it, but coming straight out of the gate, straight off the bat with a goal before you've even made $1,000 or $100 in your business is going to be way too much on the nervous system and it will have you not setting up the foundations, not taking the actions that are 
properly required in order for you to build those foundations and then build off of that. So still have the goal, still have the wonderful goal, but break it down into $1,000 at a time or $100 at a time and know that it's just going to be a compounded effect of that that will help you get there. So setting the bar way too high means we skip the foundations. We, yeah, I think you get the point, right? Anyway, so I hope you've enjoyed this episode today. What's really happening when your hard work is not paying off There are so many things, right? The main one being secondary gain. There's a benefit to staying where you are, but there are also so many others. So I'd love to hear from you if this resonated with you. If you feel like you're spinning your wheels and your hard work is just not paying off right now, which one do you think is you? I'd love to hear from you. If you're watching this or listening to this rather on the website, I would love to hear in the comment section. If you have found this through another channel, through social media, I'd love for you to DM me and let me know. And... If you're really interested in learning more about how the mind works, the subconscious mind works, what's really happening when things aren't paying off, but also what's really happening when things are, goes so much beyond just our beliefs and our ideas about ourselves and, you know, the actions that we take. Subconscious is this whole beautiful world. I would love to invite you to come and check out Be Your Own Coach, which is my six months neuro-linguistic programming coaching certification training. So if that feels interesting to you, you can go to hayleycar.tv forward slash NLP dash training and sign up for the wait list, which we will be opening up in November. I am so excited to be back with you. I hope this episode has helped you and please do message me if it really did help. Please feel free to share it with a friend. Thanks for being here. I look forward to seeing you in the next episode. Remember, everything you want is so much closer than you think. So stay curious, stay open, and I will see you soon. Bye.